What's up, guys? This is a show where we talk about business, marriage, and family. I'm Greg. And I'm Courtney. And we're booming in the business. All right. So today we are going to talk about what to do um, or how to keep going in the bad times. How to handle it when it all breaks loose. Exactly. I wonder, I know I've had days like that. You've had days like that. Maybe today has been like that a little bit for you. Uh, I'm sure all of you guys have experienced at some point where either you wake up and it's just from, from the time you get out of bed, it's a bad day or something happens early in the day and it just kind of ruins your whole day um, to the point where you just can't be very productive in anything you do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so knowing that we all experience those things, what to get into, some of the things that can help pull you out of that when you get into it um whether that's beginning of the day or middle of the day what are some things that you do or you found that work that really help kind of pull you back out of that uh to at least get back on track you know it might not be the best day but at least still be productive and not let it be not let one thing ruin the entire day right so I think the first way or the first thing I try to do is try to like be preventative and preventing that from happening so um this is gonna sound really silly but like I have to wake up before the kids even if it's 10 minutes which lately has been hard because until last night Giovanna didn't sleep more than three hours at a time um so I was exhausted but I try to wake up before the kids I need to get myself dressed I need to brush my teeth or take a shower or whatever um to get ready for the day I need to make the bed when that's the part that I'm like, like today, honestly, I had a rough day. I had some anxiety stuff I was dealing with and I didn't make the bed. And I honestly think that threw me off a little this morning. Instead of, you know, doing what I normally do, I kind of threw, I don't know, I threw myself off this morning. Um, And I like to read and journal and drink coffee all before the kids wake up. Now in all reality, I need 30 minutes to get that done. Cause I don't have to read a ton. I, I like to read Ideally, I like to read a chapter of my book, but that takes me 20 to 30 minutes normally. Even if I can just get 10 or 15 pages in, it just like gets my brain going for the day with it being not something I have to do, just a different focus. Um, And then throughout my day, just kind of like, since I work from home, I'm really big about like, okay, I got to keep my space clean. When my space is messy, I tend to get anxiety again. And then again, it throws me off. Um in the middle of the day, if I'm having issues, if possible, like during nap time, I try to move a little. And so what it used to look like is like, okay, I'm going to go do a power clean on the house. I'm going to just like walk around, go outside, check the garden. Like now I'm getting back and working out. So like, I'm you can do a power to, clean yeah. in the gym, just not power clean on the house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm looking forward to I'm kind of trying to treat afternoons as like, that's when I work out. Um, Because for me personally, working out like first thing in the morning, at least right now, just is not, doesn't do it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think a big thing to note is everyone's going to have a little bit different thing that works for them. So like for me, I prefer working out in the morning. Um, You know, my ideal day is, you know, get up, um, go 
get a 45 minute to hour workout in, take a shower, jump in the pool, get some clothes on, come out there and then I'm going to read. I try to do a little journaling You're trying to get me into that. Mm-hmm. So read, do some journaling, <clears throat> fill out my power list of things I ideally have my power list ready to go and start going through my power list of the things I, the five things I need to get done for the day. So I can start trying to knock them off. Um, and then come seven, eight o'clock once the kids are up at that point, you know, I've been up for three or four hours already. I've worked out, I've read, I've journaled. I've, you know, the other day I had like two or three things knocked off my power list before eight in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm already kind of have a jump start on the day. And when I do those things, I mean, like my mind's right. I've done some reading, you know, normally um, it's either a business book, personal development, something like that. I always try to read at least, at least 10 pages, sometimes a chapter depending on the day, and then try to read a little bit out of my Bible. So already I was off to a good start. I've, I know what I was going to do. I woke up, I was in control, which I think mm-hmm. that's a big thing. Um, so it just gets me going. Well, hold on. I want to stay on that. You said you're in control. And I think we've talked about this before. When people feel like they can't control anything around them, they feel like they're spiraling and they tend to be more emotional, more indecisive, more frantic. But when you're in control and something happens that throws you off, what does that do for you? Like if your whole day is going well and something happens to throw you off, what does that do for you versus the days where you're like, frantic out of control kind of crazy you don't feel like you have a handle on things uh so i would just say the days that i'm frantic and out of control um are the days that i maybe oversleep and mm-hmm. i don't do my routine so then i feel like i right right away i wake up let's say it's six seven o'clock eight o'clock and i wake up i'm like oh man i've already missed out on two three hours of my day now I'm behind. So then I'm right away. I'm like, fucking like playing catch up. Mm-hmm. So then I'm stressed. I'm like, well, now I got to try to figure, fit this in and do this. And um, so right away, I'm already, instead of being in control and on top of things and feeling like I'm accomplishing, accomplishing tasks and getting things done, I feel like I'm behind. I feel like I have to catch up. Now I'm scrambled. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever I've done all those things and my day is going well, but stuff still pops up during right. life. So, you know, you might be having a good day and then it's two in the afternoon, something happens and it just like frustrates you, makes you angry, really gets you down. You know, you don't want to, or maybe let's, we'll go two o'clock, but it could be earlier. You don't want to waste the rest of your day because you're in a bad mood. So, you know, one thing that I think always helps if you can do it is like you said, some kind of moving, mm-hmm. um, ideally like a workout, like you can just be like a brisk walk or if you have, if you have the ability to go lift or something like that. Cause like when you're, when you're moving your body and you're doing something, it's almost hard to stay angry. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're releasing endorphins. You're releasing like, endorphins. It's not and, just a, a yeah, thing it's where not it's like, just, oh, I'm yeah, it's not, like, I'm happy. yeah, you're not just like, oh, I'm, yeah, it's like you're chemically, in your body you're releasing endorphins and it has an effect on your body uh to where it makes it very difficult to stay angry Mm -hmm. because once you're done with that walk or the run or the lift or whatever you're doing you know you've released those endorphins you have a sense of accomplishment you've done something productive and you know it and it changes the state that you're in 
uh, emotionally. Yep. So when you can do that, it can kind of put you back on the right track. You know, you may not have the ability to do that. So, you know, you can always, you know, you're angry, you take a step back, put your phone down. That's a big thing. Put your phone down for 30 minutes, maybe step away from whatever you're doing, try to read a book or go outside. And, you know, if you live in a place with a lot of birds, like go outside and just watch some birds fly, watch a cloud, just something where you get your mind off everything that's going on and just kind of reset yourself. Um, but just taking yourself out of that situation, uh, I think is something that can help a lot if you can't do some kind of movement. No, I think that's good. And I think what's funny is everything we talked about that helps us if we get derailed or if we just need like to take a minute, it's all about resetting your mindset. And we're doing things that unintentionally take us off what we were currently doing. Like for me, it's relaxing to clean because it's kind of like a, a mind numbing thing for me. It's also relaxing to work out because again, it's the same thing. Like I'm not thinking about all the other things because I'm focused on that task. Um, and it's very like start at like point A to point B, like start to finish. Um, obviously getting the sun on us, vitamin D, like that's huge. Like that's one of the best ways to reset, but it's something that we, we didn't want to talk about. Um, and like people are probably like, no, you are crazy is like getting your feet connected to the earth. Like they call it grounding, things like that, but it genuinely changes your mood when your feet, and I mean like your bare feet are connected to the earth because your, your body has a connection with, um, with the earth, with it. It's a, the, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the, the energy or the magnetic field or whatever of the earth. It's like actually doing things to your body, like helping relax you and the vitamin D on your skin is like extremely beneficial to you. Like all those things are, are helping calm and relax you and it's proven. Yeah. Well, and you know, for some people they'll hear the, you know, getting your bare feet connected and everybody, Oh, okay. That's kind of weird. Um, but even if you just want to go to, to the sun thing, you know, that's something that's a little bit more tangible for people to get with, yeah. you know, most people have a vitamin D deficiency. Yep. Um, and vitamin D is really essential to us. It's essential to our health, to our well-being, to our mood, to how we feel. Yep. Um, and, you know, the, you take that in naturally um, through your skin. And the biggest absorber is your eyes. So, you know, if you're constantly wearing sunglasses when you're outside, if you're completely covered up, if you're lathering up in sunscreen all the time. And I understand some people are more prone to burning who are a little bit you know, more fair skinned, mm -hmm. but still trying to moderate, uh, not moderate, but, you know, use it, use sunscreen in moderation. So you're still getting some natural sun on your skin. Early in the morning um, or in the evening. When yeah. The rays when, aren't as harsh. when UV uh, index is not too high, those kind of things make a huge difference. And, you know, when you think about it, you know, if you go to the beach, you know, some people hate the beach, but most people, have a fairly good experience at the beach. And the only time you don't is typically because you burnt or something like that. Um, I guess what I said, some people who are more fair skinned might have to use a little sunscreen for a little bit, mm -hmm. but generally, you know, if you're at the beach or you're in the mountains or you're somewhere outside and you're barefoot and you're running around, you have the sun on, you're having fun, you're having a good time and you're just in a great mood, you feel good. Um, and there's a reason for that beyond, you know, just being on vacation or being yes. out of, on a visit. Exactly. Um, so th those are other things that definitely can help and help set up your day or even kind of get you back on track. And that was kind of like, you know, even just going outside and like 
being outside and getting the sun on you, even if you're just sitting there like listening to birds or whatever, there's lots of good benefits to that. Uh, especially, especially on a bad day, but you know, why wait for the bad days? Just exactly. make it a part of your, your daily life or your routine. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think is going back to kind of like what we've talked about. I think a big thing is the routine that you put in place. Um, like, you know, we've mentioned this before, but I'm usually the type of person who likes to do things a little bit more spontaneously, Yeah. but I still thrive with a routine and then from that routine I can go do other things especially with like my work and things like from day to day I never know where I'm going to be where I'm going where I'm driving what I'll be doing who I'll be talking to how long it's going to (laughs) take um so there's a lot of uncontrollables in my life yes and I think the problem is it you know people like to have a sense of control in their life but the problem is is most of the things in your life you are not in control of you can't control other people's emotions, other people's actions, other people's um, beliefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't control who pulls out in front of you or who runs a red light. You know, there's so many things that are out of your control that affect you during the day that when you can be in control of something, it helps ease your mind. Because if you wake up whenever, you, like, you don't wake up at a certain time every day, you just wake up when you wake up, you eat what you want to eat, you um come and go as you please you have no real plan then all those aspects of your life are out of control along with all the other things that have to be out of control because there's nothing you can do about it yep so like one thing um i haven't really done this with luca too much but with emerson when i take her to school you know she likes to play on the playground um but some days it rains so she's like oh it's raining we can't play outside and i'll always tell her like oh emerson you know, if it's raining, we have to play inside, but we can still have fun. We can play with our toys. We can do puzzles. We can play with our friends, but we have to control what we can control. And that's our attitude and how we react to things. So we need to be grateful that we get to have fun and play, mm-hmm. you know? So that's the one thing is, you know, you have to control what you can control and that's your reactions, your thoughts, your, um, just the way that you take on life and the things that you can physically put your hands on and make sure happen within the day and when you do those things it gives you a sense of accomplishment a sense of comfort a sense of direction and purpose that can make you be in a better mood from start to finish and that doesn't mean you won't have time to get a little upset or frustrated but you can get out of that state very quickly and get back on track when you're constantly doing these things yeah i think um when you, you were talking through, you know, routines and all this kind of stuff, I think a great example of this, um, and I, I actually tested it, I intentionally did this. So the other day, I can't remember what day it was, last week, I woke the, or I got the kids up, um, I immediately made them get dressed, make their bed, brush their teeth, go eat breakfast, or do a chore first. They're big on like wanting to help with chores. And I probably like, you have a three-year-old and two-year-old, why are you making them do chores? I don't make them. <laughs> They like it. So I had Luca feed the dog and Emerson feed the cats. They love to help with the animals. So um, we did that and then we ate breakfast and um, they were really excited. They had a really great day. Their attitudes were great all day. And then for a few days, I intentionally didn't do a routine like that. Now, when they wake up, we, all, we still have to get dressed, but I didn't immediately say, go make your bed. I didn't make them brush their teeth till after they ate breakfast, which is not a big deal, but um, 
normally we do everything like we would for school. And if we're getting ready for school, we brush our teeth first because we're normally like eating out the door. Um, but just little stuff like that. Like I didn't make them, I didn't prompt them to feed the animals first. And I, I saw with their attitudes and stuff, it was slightly different. And I was testing it because, you know, as if you're a mom um, or a parent and you have young kids, you'll see that they thrive better on routine and when they know what to expect. So something that we've always done with the kids, and it was really unintentional at first, was we explained to them what we were doing and what was coming next so they wouldn't have a meltdown. And this was huge on relieving a lot of tantrums for us, especially for Emerson. So it's like, okay, you know, Emerson, mommy can't help you right now, but I'm going to go get Luca his drink, and then I'm going to set him down, and then I'm going to walk over to you and see what you need. And when she knew exactly what my next steps were and I followed through on those steps, we had less meltdowns because she knew what was coming. She knew what to expect. And in a sense, it's, it's, it's control. She understood what the next things were. And I think that follows along with exactly what we were just talking about. It's obviously, you know, a little different, um, but it's all about when you feel in control of something, you feel safe and secure just like, you know, when a kid understands what their parents about to do and understands what the next steps are, they feel safe and secure. When they have no idea what's coming, what to expect, they get scared, they get tense, they get anxious. I think we are the same way. Like it doesn't change, we just get older. And people are constantly like, oh, I can't wait till I have freedom and I can do all these things. But I think there's a difference in having freedom in your own schedule versus being told what to do all the time. And I think that's what it comes down to is like, you can control only so much, but what you can control, you can make really great. And I think another point to that is, um, we talk about this a lot too, is letting yourself feel the emotions when you feel them, but don't stay there. When you're mad, be mad because expressing your emotions is really important. You don't want to bottle things up. You don't want to hold it in. When you're sad, cry. If you're happy, scream, shout, whatever. Feel the emotions. yeah feel the emotions but then move on and and do what's next like you're really mad be mad five ten whatever minute however many minutes you want to give yourself but put a limit on it and move on because like you said if you can't control it why are we like playing these conversations in our head or thinking about all these different scenarios that can happen like you cannot control it and you're literally wasting precious time and energy on something that doesn't matter yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, that's something I still struggle with, but I can see and feel myself getting better at it. So, you know, <clears throat> if I, if something happens and I'm angry, you know, it, it used to be that would ruin my whole day or close to it for, you know, maybe mm-hmm. hours. My, I would just be like, forget it. Um, where now I'll get, you know, something happens, I might get real angry or frustrated, but normally I can kind of reel it back in relatively quick. Um, and kind of, um, I might still be there, like itching in the back of my head, but I can at least like function, get stuff done, and kind of like put it out of the way, and not let it affect how I'm interacting with others, at mm-hmm. least. Um, you know, and like you talked about, a lot of times we'll find ourselves going through these things where we're playing out scenarios or conversations in our head, and we're like, oh, you know, they're probably thinking this, or going to say this, or saying this, and, blah, blah, blah. and it's like we don't even know. And we're making this whole narrative up and it's making us angry, frustrated, anxious, upset, making us unproductive, um, maybe making us think things about others that we probably shouldn't be. 
and none of this stuff really happened. We're just mm-hmm. doing this in our mind. And like you said, we're wasting time that we could be doing other things, whether it's being productive at work, spending time with our friends or family, um, setting goals or planning things out or, you know, scheduling things. And we're wasting all this time and energy and making ourselves feel down over stuff that's not even really happening, mm-hmm. um, which is just a big waste. Um, and I, so you mentioned how a second ago with Emerson, how we did that routine, how that helped giving her the warnings and everything and how we're similar. You know, I know that in myself that whenever I am on a routine, not only do I feel more in control, I'm also more productive. I get yeah. much, much more done when I'm on a routine and I'm sticking with it and I'm getting up and doing the things that I want. And then obviously there's going to be things that are out of your control and you just deal with those and pivot, but it's a lot easier when you're in control. So I think like a good example would be, you know, obviously I go somewhere every day for work, but maybe, you know, someone listening right now, they go, they, every single day, they leave at seven 30 to head to work. They take the same streets They make the same three right turns to get to work and then one day there's an accident and there's a 10 minute detour and you're 15 minutes late to work by the time you get there now you're anxious you're frustrated you're out of whack you're late you're scrambling you're behind Mm -hmm. you're feeling all these things that a kid feels because all we are is just really big kids yeah um especially emotionally for a lot of people Mm -hmm. um and that, and you know, or even better, the worst one is you're on your way to work, you leave at 7.30, and every single day you go straight there, there's no problem. You've never seen a train. Mm-hmm. But this day, there's a train on the tracks, and it's there for 25 minutes because it's a great idea to have a train go during, right in the morning when everyone's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when it was going to happen. And now, and now you have all these feelings because – your routine was broken. You're not in control. What you thought was going to work or had planned now didn't go as planned yeah. and you have to pivot. And so the, the train or the accident example is simple, but these things happen every day in our lives. Mm-hmm. Things that we think are going to happen or plan to happen or want to happen don't go as planned. And then we're crushed emotionally. Don't react to it. Well, we ruin our whole day and it ends up making us not chase the things we want to do, not follow through on the business we want to start, not go ask the girl out we want to ask out, not ask the guy out we want to ask out, not take our kids to the playground because now we're in a bad mood. So we're just going to ruin the whole day and go crush a six pack. You know, so there's so many things that happen in our day that we don't think much of, but really have huge implications because once we lose that control, since we don't have control in any other aspect of our life, then these things affect us even more because mm-hmm. our whole life's out of control at this point. And then it negatively impacts not just you, but your spouse, your family, your kids, uh, maybe your coworkers, depending on the relationships you have there. So these things all have a big implication that most people don't even think anything of. They just go through their life, you know, seeing what happens and not really understanding how all these things come together and how you can really take control of your life and your emotions and your reactions and actions towards things. Um, just by being in control of what you can control so you can handle the uncontrollable a little bit better. Yeah. And I think I want to talk a little bit about, like, I could see, you know, someone listening and being like, okay, yeah, easy to say, just forget about all the other things, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not what we're saying. Like, 
you can still have thoughts about things. You're, you're, it's still going to be there. If something bad happens. You're not just going to say, oh, well, I can't control it. Let's just forget it. I, that's know, not I get I'm pissed saying. all the time, but you just can't yeah. stay there. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. So for example, I've, you know, dealt with really bad anxiety for a long, I mean, as long as I can remember. And, you know, I used to have full-blown panic attacks to the point where I couldn't even get myself to calm down, you know, and, and you had to help me. And so when I say that, it takes time and energy and effort to be intentional on these things. That is true. It's not going to happen overnight. You have to really get control of your brain, especially for anybody listening who has anxiety. Because like I said, when I say like it was bad, I mean, I had severe anxiety and I've just slowly found ways to fix it, you know, with, you know, just using mindset things like, okay, can I do anything about it? No. Can I, you know, fix it right now? No. And can I, you know, do X, Y, and Z to, to, to help? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but it really is about thinking through the scenario, the process, what are the things I can do to control it and focusing on those and letting the rest go. And there it's the most freeing feeling to do that. So I say that because I don't want people to think that it's just going to be this easy thing because I don't feel like it's easy at all to fix your mindset and to let go of the things you can't control. I feel like it's taken both of us years to get to this point. And it takes a lot of emotional um, maturity, I think. Um, and, you know, the biggest thing that I think has helped me as well is talking with other people about things, talking it out as calmly as we can like okay why does that bother you like the other day you were frustrated about something I'm like okay but why okay well what does that make you feel like I made you just really talk it out and then like okay how can we control that how can we change this is there anything we can do to fix it and I feel like it helped I feel like I mean there's still frustration or anger around the situation um whatever it was but there's I could I could see you like baby stepping down and lowering your anger, frustration, whatever. And then we had kind of like a mini plan of action. Okay, let's let's implement these things. This is what we can do. Um, and I think it's important to know that like, we still all have bad days. Like even when you try to fix and correct it, there's, there's still gonna be days that aren't perfect, but it's just a matter of, let's just baby step in to controlling what we can and fixing what we can and genuinely letting the rest go. No, for sure. I think you get to a point where you can start kind of talking through things with yourself a yeah. little bit, but it's still always nice to have a sounding board with someone else to kind of go to. And kind of like you said, we've been working on this for a long time. It's not something that just happens, you know, mm -hmm. like I was someone who was, I would say very anxious. I didn't have anxiety attacks, but I was a very anxious person. I was a very frustrated and angry person. Most people didn't know it and it didn't come out often mostly in like in athletics when I was in high school and stuff is when that would kind of boil over. Um, but I was someone who had just a lot, you know, I could flip a switch very quickly. Mm -hmm. um, but I've also been doing personal development and, and really trying to, you know, teach myself things about the mind, the body, business, psychology you know all these things for you know going on a decade mm -hmm. where I've been doing that on my own not like uh, this is why I studied in school and I, you know I did go to school for business but I'm saying like I've spent thousands and thousands of hours yeah. on my own studying these things um 
just to get to this point, which I wouldn't say is great, but I would say I was probably so bad at it before that it took me this long to get here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not something that you just learn and you're good. Like it's, it's a constant thing that you have to work on. Yeah. Um, you know, no matter what age you are, you're always going to be getting better at it. You're never going to be the best. And, you know, we were talking, one of the things you're talking about, it made me think how, you know, the food we eat plays a big role in, in us too, you know, and I, I like sweets more than, probably more than most. You definitely um, like sweets. I'm like, I would say borderline addicted to sweets. Uh, if not like full on, I take one bite. I'm like a shark with blood. Like I take one bite of a sweet, my eyes get big my stomach gets bigger. And when I say I can put back some food, I mean, I can put back some food with the best of them. Um, like legit, if I didn't like to work out and work out pretty hard, I could very easily put on a lot of like, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a dude, like, I'm a dude who likes to eat for real. Yeah. I have to really like watch what I eat. Um, that being said, I think we don't, we think of feeding ourselves with just our food and what we're eating, but there's so much more when I think of feeding, especially when it comes to how we feel our emotions when we're down, how we get through our days, what makes us feel good or bad. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we only think of feeding in the sense of food we're putting in our body, but how are you feeding your mind? How are you feeding your soul? What, what are you doing to your body? What books are you reading? What shows are you watching? What content are you consuming? Um, are you always watching the news? I don't care what news outlet you like, what side you lean. It's almost always negative stuff. It's, it's stuff that's going to put you in a bad mood, make you frustrated, make you angry. Um, you know, and same with like, what kind of books are you reading? What kind of shows are you watching on Netflix while you're chilling? Um, that joke, that little kids. Um, you know, but those things really matter. You know, if you're taking in negative content, if you're taking in content that is depressing or angering, that's going to play into your emotions. Mm -hmm. You are the product of your environment. So whatever environment you're putting yourself in, the people you're spending time with, the people you're around, they're all going to mold in to who you are and how you act. So when you start reading good things, watching good things, listening to good people, that's going to rub off and spill over into you. Mm -hmm. So that's another way you can feed yourself um, is another good way to look at it. And when you're doing those things, that also helps. Because if you're always watching negative stuff, always listening to negative people, you're probably going to be a negative person. And you're going to go through your day in a negative way. Um, So those things make a huge difference. I think two things that made me think of when you were saying those things is, one, um, you have the ability to control everything you consume. Our phones, everything, these algorithms, people are paid an insane amount of money to get you to consume things the way they want you to consume them. That's like, we could do a whole podcast on that because like I, I, I know from talking to people that people do not understand. They don't understand the algorithm. How this stuff works. works. And they think they're just seeing, like they just think it's right. Like most people do not understand. And it's not just ads. Like, I'm not saying ads are targeting me. They hear what I'm saying, but it's not just that. Algorithms know what you like, what you comment on, and they are taking that information, putting it in a database, and they know everything about you. They know what you like. They know how to target you. And this is why people get paid a lot of money to do it. But Well, it's about the customer experience. It is. You know, similar to if you go to, you know, 
why do people like McDonald's or Chick-fil-A over McDonald's? Because at McDonald's, whenever you ask for extra napkins or something, they're frustrated that they have to quit talking to the coworker. They toss them on the counter, don't even look at you and keep working. Not always, but that's like the association people have with McDonald's. At Chick-fil-A, they say, my pleasure. Can I do anything else for you? So glad to have you. Know, there's very positive and it changes the experience. Like Chick-fil-A's food's good. It ain't that good. But when everything visually, auditorily, the way that smells, the way it tastes, the way they treat you, when all that's good, it heightens the whole experience and it makes it just seem on another level. Mm -hmm. So congruently on social media, the things that you're constantly liking and watching and consuming, they know that they're going to cater to you because they want you to keep coming back and want to see the things that you want to see. And you could not even engage with something. And they'll um, still show you because they know it fits in the grouping of the things that you have associated with in the past weeks, months, and years, because they have all that data, all those points, and they can run it just like that and put it in your face. Well, they so like, it dictates what you're seeing. Yeah. You're not seeing everything. You're seeing essentially the things that you're biased to. Yeah. And if you watch a video, but you don't like on it, you don't comment, but you watch the whole video all the way through, like on TikTok or Instagram, you know. They know that. Uh, they know. And if you only watch five seconds of it, they're like, oh, they didn't like that thing. And you're probably like, that's crazy. You can't really do that. They do. It's happening. But the point to why I bring up yeah, social said, media in this Let's get back because that could be a whole another thing. Is unfollow the people who are negative. Like nobody really cares. Or if you don't want to unfollow someone, you can what do they call it snooze or mute people on instagram you can unfollow people on facebook and still be their friend so you're not consuming their content but you don't have to completely befriend everybody on there and you know but if you want to do it if you want to you can but i'm saying if you just need a break like there are people that i love but i didn't like things they shared on facebook and or that I didn't like the posts they put out on instagram but i was like you know i still i don't want to necessarily unfollow them um but you got to do what's best for you. And so like, if you don't like someone's content, don't consume it. You don't have to. And that's what I'm here to say. Like, like focus on like the fact that you don't have to see all the negative things that Sally over here is saying all the time. Like, it's okay to not see it. And then also um, with that, like, it's okay to put your phone down and, you know, walk away at nine o'clock at night or seven o'clock at night. Like don't stress about, well, what if I'm not available for people? Cause guess what? People didn't always have cell phones. People didn't always have all these things that were constantly making us available to the whole world. Like if you want to say no phones after 7 PM in our house, like it's okay. Now, I mean, obviously I know people are like, well, if there's an emergency, my kids are out. Doing okay. If your kids are out doing something and you're at home, have your phone on ringer, but don't have it by you or something. Yeah, I mean, like that's, there, there's that's ways, the exception that's to the, exception. the rule. Yeah. That's not an everyday occurrence. Exactly. And I think a big thing is, you know, right now, almost everyone has either a smartphone, a desktop, a laptop, a tablet, smartwatch, some form of device mm -hmm. and with the screen. The average person right now with technology that we have is going to spend 44 years of their life looking at a screen. So for some that's of you, you that's more. Desk, I think. No, that's just. Oh, I thought that's just was hmm. because you a lot of people are working at. No, because I mean, the, think about most people on their are on their phones or the average American consumes seven hours of TV today, and that's still with the internet. That's true. So that's a good point. 44 years of your life are going to be spent looking at a screen. For some of you, you're not even 44 yet. 
and you're going to spend that much time on your phone or on your computer or watching a TV. That's crazy. For some of you who are older, it might not be quite as skewed because this, all this technology wasn't around yet. For, but for people who are up on like the up and coming generations, it's just constant screen time. So you really need to audit your screen time and see how much time you're spending. I mean, most people, if you went, you know, I, I get the weekly report, but some people don't have it set up to do that. But if you go in and look at your screen time, you can see how many hours a day are you on your phone? What are you doing? What apps are you on? What are you using the most? And it'll give you that breakdown, you know, but so many people are, you know, they're six, seven, eight hours a day on their phone. So like I looked at mine, my average week is around three hours and about an hour to an hour and a half of that, uh, my average day not week yeah, yeah, my average daily usage is about three hours normally and about an hour to an hour and a half of that is gps when i'm driving places for work mm-hmm. so that means only about an hour hour and a half a day i'm on my phone so i do get on it and i'll watch some sports videos or something to catch up or scroll through some things or share something to the business page check out a few profiles that i like to follow on and watch some of their videos and then i'm off of it and i try not to be on it all the time when i'm around the kids so that's another thing like put your phone down turn the TV off, interact with someone and you're going to feel better. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there's a lot of things that go with that. You know, even getting off your phone and getting off the TV, right? Like not right before you go to bed, but 30 minutes to an hour before you go to bed, put that stuff away. When you wake up in the morning, don't go pick up your phone first thing and start going through your texts and your emails and seeing all the things that are going on. You know, like when I get up in the morning, I turn my alarm off, which is my phone, but I don't look at any notifications on my phone. I get my stuff on, go out to the garage to work out. I turn on a podcast. I don't, I don't read through any text notifications, nothing that's on my phone. I turn on my podcast, do my workout, come inside, shower, and then go and read. At that point, I might respond to a text or something like that. If it's a friend that's up, I'm not going to be texting random people at four, three, four, five in the morning. But those things will also make you feel so much better because too many people, you know, your social media and everything is for connection, right? But how, how often do you see people on their phones not even talking, mm-hmm. not interacting, and they're missing life right in front of them trying to see other people's lives on a screen? Yeah. So, like, put your phone down, turn the TV off, spend time with your kids, spend time with your spouse. You know, too many people turn to, you know, well, we'll just stick the kids in front of the TV. That's not – your kids are probably little hellions, Mm-hmm. they probably have tant- temper tantrums they probably are out of control sometimes they probably misbehave often which all kids are going to do but it's probably heightened on a different level when you don't have any relationship or connection with your kids you know we wonder why so many people are so bad why so many kids are out of control why so many adults act like kids but who was raising them a screen mm-hmm. because parents don't want to deal with the kids that's kind of harsh but I mean, I see it every single day, so it is what it is. Yeah, and I think there's there's a point to the tangents that we've gone on is how do we deal with the bad days? I got to rein myself in because I could just I know. unload on some of this stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to relate it all back real quick as we wrap up. So how do we deal with the bad days? You need to be in control of what you can control. You need to focus on the things that you can control. It's all about control, and that sounds so bad, but like, when you're in control of your thoughts, your feelings, everything, you're, you're on a heightened level. You're on a different level. So focusing on those things, eliminate the bad, eliminate what makes you upset and angry. Like I'm serious. If it's the stupidest thing in the world, but it makes you angry, get rid of it, get it out of your space, yeah. get it out of your mind, get it out of your vision. Well, like you said, the stuff it's that important. you can, that you have the ability to get rid of, 
do it because you can control it because you can't get rid of everything negative that's going to happen in your life but the things that you absolutely can control get rid of them or limit them Mm -hmm. exactly and then um spending more quality time with people around you it is amazing like you and I tend to do it a lot but like just watching the kids play like I love to just watch them play and see how they're developing like thoughts and personalities and like the things that they do and like obviously like I feel like Emerson's very clever and and very smart and Luke is really smart too but he's really funny and he does like he says some of the craziest things but a lot of times you won't catch it if you're not really paying attention because he's not like intentionally trying to get our attention by doing these things it's just how he is um it's just little stuff like that that like really does spark a joy in you and if you're a parent then you understand it but that's why we sit here and talk about screens and all these things and like the content you're consuming like it really is true. Like if you're consuming a lot of negative content, you're going to be negative. I mean, think about music. When you listen to music, if it's really sad and depressing, it's going to make you sad. And if it's really happy, it's going to make you happy. And if it's, you know, really, I don't, I mean, I don't know, sad, happy. I mean, there's all different emotions you can feel with music, but if you don't train your brain to associate something different to those things. It'll influence how you feel. Yeah. And I mean, when you watch a sad movie, it makes you cry. And like, you're feeling the emotions and it's also important to feel emotions let yourself feel don't block them like I think that's another really like like important thing that we've both embraced is like when we feel something um you know like earlier today you're like what's wrong and I was like I'm really anxious and I don't know why like just say it like I'm not ashamed of it I'm like I don't know what's causing my anxiety I think it was this issue I had with the calendar this morning it really threw me off because I got it to work before and now it's not working and it's like okay that's really stupid but it doesn't matter it triggered my anxiety and it did throw my afternoon off and I had to rein it in I had to try to correct it but I could see my temper was off with the kids the rest of the day I was getting frustrated I had a shorter fuse and I know that if I wouldn't have had that anxiety it wouldn't have been as bad now we're also in the middle of potty training so I'm a little more heightened but regardless when you're focusing on your environment focusing on your feelings feeling what you want to feel letting it all out you're going to be able to control the bad days. You're going to be able to get through the bad days easier. And you need to have some form of a healthy outlet for that. Um, Yours is definitely like working out and moving. I think mine's a combination of moving in some way and cleaning. Cleaning is just very therapeutic for me because one, gets me moving, but two, it resets my space. And that's really important for my, my mental sanity, just, you know, being a work from home mom. So just thinking of all those things. And, you know, I think I would challenge you all to find the one thing that really helps you reset. Is it cleaning? Is it reading? Is it going for a walk? Is it calling your best friend for 10 minutes? Is it working out? Like, what is the thing that resets your brain? And then also, how can you, or not how, I I challenge you to remove five negative accounts from your social media. Unfollow them, snooze them, mute them, whatever you need to do. Five accounts that you see giving you a negative association. No, I think that's really good. I think just for me to wrap up all the thoughts I had on it, I think one of the things I I just want to say to kind of end it is, you know, I can't remember what group it is. I I think it was the Navy SEALs, but I might be able to off on this, but they teach their guys, to ask the question. I think that's a big thing is 
when you ask better questions, you get better answers. And you can do that in all aspects of life. Ask a better question. So, you know, talking about all these things that we did and all the things you can do to try to drain down and push down some of the negative things in your life and kind of be more positive and joyful and blissful throughout your daily life, stuff's still going to come up. It's still going to hit the fan. You're still going to be thrown off. You're going to get hit in the mouth every once in a while and you're going to be frustrated. That's going to happen. That's life. But what they always tell these guys, like I said, I think it's Navy SEALs, they always tell them to ask yourself, what in this situation can I control? Because no matter what happens, no matter what bad thing happens, whatever comes your way in life, there's going to be something in that situation that you can control. Do that thing. Yep. And just go from there. Really good. I like that. Got anything else? I think we're about wrapping up. Hopefully, this helps. Again, this was a. I think this is a topic that really can be applied to all aspects. You know, we like to touch on business, marriage, family, parenting. You know, those are the kind of things that we talk about from show to show. And I think this one is really one that is impactful and profound along all those categories. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that helps, and hopefully it gets you booming in the business. Talk to you guys next time.